Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to Believe in the Broncos podcast. I'm Chris Braden, alongside the star of the show, Ray Crockett. Ray, how are you doing today, buddy? Good, brother. I'm good. Feeling good. Uh, just turned the big five, five, three, two days ago. Look, mm. January 5th turned 55. So that's three, five. So I'm triple five right, right now. <laughs> well, you don't look it. I, look, I'm, I'm fighting. I'm fighting. You know, that 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 reaper is coming. Eventually, <laughs> the the old man will come in and the old man will, will come out. Right. But I, I uh yeah, I'm trying to defy the odds and defy the age for a minute, but I, I feel it. Uh, you, you say I don't look it. I look. I just got back from the doctor. Speaking of age, thinking that I possibly needed a hip replacement, man. You know, Shannon Sharp just got two hip replacements, and uh, so you know how it goes when when you're older than your friends. You know, yeah. I'm a year older than Sharp, and he's getting two hip replacements. Then all of a sudden, it just I think it just works this way. Like once something happens to someone else, mm-hmm. it's like COVID. I got COVID, then Ra got COVID. Then, you know, it goes through. That's kind of like with the hip replacement thing. Sharp got his hip replaced. All of a sudden, my hip just started hurting. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was like it was like his hip talked to my hip, and yeah. my hip talks to your hip. You know? Ray, why's your oh, hip not God. hurting, man? Yeah, Come on. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, man, How's he I- doing, by the way? Oh, Sharp is doing great. Uh, Sharp said it was the best thing that he's he's ever done. He, wow. You know, he said he suffered for about a year and a half, and then it mm. just hit him. You know, it's like it's like then all of a sudden it hits you. Right. And you're like, why am I suffering when I'm not playing anymore? I can go get hip surgery and feel better. And that's kind of what he did. He got a hip replacement. He feels great. Luckily, I, I got my uh, MRI and my um, X-ray today. And they said, I don't need a hip replacement. So I'm happy. I'm yeah, happy just, for you. Yeah, they just said, I need therapy. They look, look it, it seems that that is the thing. Now, I need therapy in the brain. I need therapy in the in the hip. <laughs> so so I'm just going to be all therapists out right now. I'm going to get some stretching done and, and move forward. So let's get it, man. Let's get it. This year has been a crazy, crazy year. We need therapy um, after it. We sure. and exactly. I was about <laughs> to say we need therapy. <laughs> we, need th- we need therapy for this year, and, and I'm sure um, the fans, Broncos country, need therapy as well after watching this up and down, in and out season. What's so crazy is that even with all of the the turmoil and everything that's been going on. Just three weeks ago, we were in the thick of the playoff hunt. You know, I mean, we've been we've been officially eliminated, which, you know, sometimes that's a good thing. You know, sometimes sometimes it's a good thing to hear you've been officially in or out, you know. And, Mm -hmm. And so for 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 me. Being officially eliminated is a good thing because now they can get to focus on what they need to focus on. And and I'm talking about Pat. I'm talking about the GM. I'm talking about the whole organization. You know, to be honest, the organization needs to focus on are we selling this team or are we not? You know, is there going and Joe to be- Ellis said it will be sold by March, way yeah. back in the day. So, yeah, he said that. So, okay, so if it's going to be sold by March, 
new ownership, you know, that that's the constant, that's the first and foremost yes. that needs to be focused on because everything starts from top to the bottom. Right. And, and, and we need it. You know, the Broncos need to revamp from top to book to bottom. So getting a new owner is the first thing. And now, you know, we got to step to the next thing. We have our general manager and hopefully, Do we? you know, Are you cool that's George what I was Payton? about to say. I, I think so. I think George Payton is cool. I, I, I like him. I, I, I like what he's doing so far. Okay. But of course, that's going to be up to the owner, though. You know, right. once, once new ownership come in, he may want his whole, you know, his whole crew as far as president, um, as far as general managers, as far as coach. That's something that, that we have to look at. You know, Ray, that, look, like before you move on, because I think you hit it. OK, we're talking about billionaire buying a toy, right? Right. Exactly. OK, so that's what we want. We want a guy that this is a toy and yet this isn't like his main investment, right? We want this to be well, something where he'll, he'll put some money into, but I wanted to ask you this. Okay, but, go but ahead. Slow down ahead. on that because you got to be careful when you say, do you want a billionaire buying a new toy? Because okay. if they treat it as a toy, like Cronky does with the nugs and the apps. You know, then it won't be as serious, you know? Yeah, okay. like, like, say, for instance, Mr. Bowling. When Mr. Bowling bought the Broncos, Mr. Bowling went all in. Yes. I'm talking, and, and, and for and that's Broncos what we country, want. Yeah, for Broncos country who don't know about it, Mr. Bro, Mr. Bowling basically took all his, you know, oil and gas money, everything that he made in, in Canada, brought it to the States, put it all into the Broncos, which he paid $75 million. For the Broncos <sighs> back then, didn't that didn't that sound I like know, something? Man, yeah. Set, what an investment! But anyway, yeah. <laughs> seventy-five million of what he paid the Broncos probably worth three or four billion. So yes. I would say he did really, really well. That was a smart investment. investment on his. Part. It, it was probably the smartest thing he ever did as far as yes. an investment. But yeah. with that being said, he put all his money into the Broncos, and and the Broncos were cash poor for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, cash poor. But, you know, but was, you know, getting valuable as a day. So for him, he was really hands on. And I think that's what made the Broncos what they were and who they are today, because he was very, very invested, not just financially, but emotionally, mentally, physically. He was invested. I mean, he even worked out at the facilities with the players. Yeah, he was like on the treadmill all the time, right? Yeah. So so he had his hand on and he knew where the Broncos needed help. Sometimes you can get going back to what you said, a billionaire buying a toy. Sometimes a billionaire buying a toy is not a good thing because he can be hands off and not care as much because he has so much other stuff going on. You know what I'm saying? So we have to be careful. There's a fine line as in what you do when you buy a toy. You know, do you treat it as a toy or are you going to treat it as a valuable old school commodity or something? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like so, we're, we're, we're buying us a, a, an old, an old car or something like right, a 68 exactly. Corvette exactly. and it's all perfect. It's all, all jetted out. Okay. Right. So let's assume I want to get into this a little bit. Cause I've been thinking about okay. this. Uh-huh. Let's assume that uh, we have a billionaire that's bested, right? Like he really right. wants this to succeed. Cause you know, the sad part for me being a Bronco fan is the Broncos are a top five franchise in the NFL. It's a, right. it's a team that's won championships. Uh, yeah, probably Bowling. top 10 in the world out of all franchises. Right. 
Pat Bowen did an amazing right job. So that's what we want. So yeah. a billionaire looking at like Vic Fangio's contract or George Payton's contract, that's uh-huh. not going to be an obstacle to them. Like if no, they don't want him, no. they're they're going to get rid of him. They're going to so get rid of him. Right. Right. Here's what they clean I house. They, they, that's what Billy. I would do that. I would do that. Clean house. I would do that. I'd bring want. my boys in, right? Because uh, exactly. I, I can trust them. Exactly. So let me ask you this: This has been going around for a while. You may know something. Maybe you don't. Mm-hmm. Peyton Manning wants to be involved in an NFL team, and there's Bad. been all these rumors that. Peyton wants to be a part of a team. In in fact, I think he was part of an ownership group for the Panthers, I think. Yes. So so do you think that's a possibility? And have you heard anything about that? I mean, yes, I, I think it's a very much so a, a possibility. And I've heard. Yes. I, to answer your question to all of that. Yes. Peyton is definitely, definitely interested in, in being, you know, part of uh, ownership in an in a, in NFL team and, and wants badly to be part of the Broncos ownership. So I don't know who is buying the team or what, you know, group, which yeah. I, I'm almost sure that they don't necessarily want it to be a group. They want it to be an individual, but that individual can bring Peyton in. Uh, and yeah. may very well do that. Like I would do that. Um, and I'll, Why wouldn't you? Right. Yeah. If I was a billionaire and Peyton Manning lives right there in Denver, Peyton Manning is a sound, sound football mind. Great sure. guy. And has all of the, you know, Hall of Fame hoopla. I would, I would, I would go to Peyton if I was that billionaire who was going to buy the team. Well, he and almost say, put hey. Monday night football out of business with his show. He does from time to time. Exactly. Exactly. So, <laughs> so with that being said, yes, if I'm that billionaire, I definitely would go to Peyton and, and, and say, Hey, let's work something out. You know, I, I tell you, I, I related to this. It's okay. kind of like, what happened years ago here in Dallas, you know, Broncos country. You know, I live in Dallas. No, I'm from Dallas. Well, before Mark Cuban bought the uh, Mavericks, yep. David McDavid, Ross Perot Jr. Mm-hmm. It was a group of, of billionaires and right. multi multi-millionaires from Dallas that bought the uh, Mavericks. And what they did, they brought Michael Johnson, who, you know, Olympic sprinter. And uh, they bought, they brought, um, um, What's the basketball player? Ah, I, you know, I, I took a lot of hits. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but anyway, they brought one of the old Mavericks in, one of the old basketball players in. And oh, gave oh. Small, yeah, and gave him small ownership. He actually played for the Pistons, too. Uh, Is it like Adrian Dantley or something? No, not him. It was the other. It was actually who they traded Adrian Dantley for. But he was the power for Mark. Mark, that's his name. Mark, um... What is Mark said? But anyway, uh, you can look it up. But they I gave am Mike, right now. Yeah, they gave Michael Johnson uh, some ownership, and they gave Mark McGuire, Mark McGuire, Mark McGuire. Yes, there yeah, you Mark McGuire, and they gave Mark McGuire some ownership. And because I was best friends, you know, me and Michael Johnson has been best friends since high school. But when they gave, Michael, you ever race him in high school? Yes, yes, all, all the time. Yeah, yeah. In Did high you ever school, get him? Did you ever get him? Oh, I beat him a couple times in high school. He wasn't as fast. That's what's so crazy. We had to talk about this another time. He wasn't as fast in high school as he was when he got to Baylor and became, you know, Michael Johnson, the gold slippers. You yeah. know, he wasn't, he wasn't that guy in high school. He but, was the swaggiest track star, star back then. 
Exactly. But so by him being an owner of the Mavs, I got to go and sit in on the meetings and all that because we oh, were that's best cool. friends. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I had floor seats and all that stuff. And then when they sold to, of course, when uh, Cuban bought the Mavericks, mm-hmm. you know, that he bought, he brought his whole regime in, you know. So basically that's what I'm referring to as the Broncos. Right. So the Broncos could very well have a billionaire buy, buy the Broncos. And mm-hmm. since he don't know the ropes of Denver or whatever, he could have his own little committee and give yeah. out small ownership to somebody like, you know, Peyton Manning and bring in some other guys, whether it's Steve Atwater or whoever he wants to bring in. Oh, good choice. Yeah, to be on the board, <laughs> to be on the board of the Broncos, you know, who had who who is very much so invested in the Broncos and has a, a, a eye in the sky, so to speak. So with that, that's what I'm saying. He could bring in his whole crew. So they could happen. They could definitely happen. So let me ask you this. If Peyton Manning comes in, we're just doing hypotheticals here. Right. Right. Peyton Manning. I mean, they, uh, could bring, they could even bring me in to be, you know, to be the, the player guy, you know? Yeah, guy. let's do that. Yeah. Yeah. I can mentor the players and then let them understand. You know what? 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 Bronco Land is all about how we how we, how we win rings. Let's teach yeah. him that. No, but let's say so. Peyton Manning is a part. Do you think Peyton Manning would want to be a GM or like an, a consultant? No, be- I count because GMs out. like everything. People don't no, realize no, the no, GM would, deals with the stadium contracts and yeah. Stuff no, like. Peyton would want to be ownership consultant more. Like that football guy. operations. Yeah, only. he would want to be that guy. I don't think he would want to be a GM. I mean, of course, he would want to have a say, of course, in the talent and sit there because he's a, he's a you know. He's a, and he wouldn't be able to stay away from it. Yeah, of course. But I don't think he would want the GM job. Right. I think he, he would want to be in ownership and over football operations. Whoever is over football operations gets to deal with all of that stuff as far as GM and president and the whole nine. I think that's what he would want to do. I don't think he would want to li- you know, limit his title to just like be the ownership, uh, the, you know, guy that just kind of like the figurehead, the ownership. So the owner doesn't have to be there every day. Exactly. So exactly. do you think, um, see, especially if you get an owner who's not a football person, so and which speak. most of them won't be. Exactly. And even if they think they are most of the time, they're not, they're right? not. They're not. So let me ask you this, because this is just my outside perspective of, Mm -hmm. you know, covering the team and being a fan, too. I feel like when Pat Boland stepped away, when the Alzheimer's started getting worse, I think that accountability part for the Denver Broncos has kind of waned a little bit. I think Joe Ellis has tried. I think John Elway has tried, but no one's there to be able to make that final decision and kind of hold everybody in the building accountable. And, you know, even when you're doing great, you need accountability. You need someone to tell you like, are you sure about that? Or like, Hey, good job. You know what I mean? Like being held accountable doesn't mean always being told you're doing a crappy job, but there's really no one in the building that can really hold anybody accountable at this point. Would you agree? I, I agree. I, okay. I do agree with that. I, I agree that there is there's a lot of things that that went missing once Mr. Bolden, you know, took ill. And, okay. and not only that, because there were a lot of people that was emotionally involved right. with Mr. Bolden. So it was a difficult time, so to speak, altogether. When you're talking about an owner, like I said, who was so hands on and who basically walked the premises daily 
And and with that being said, you got someone like John Elway who was in his feelings and emotionally attached to Mr. Bowling. So Mr. Bowling being ill, it it had to have a toll on John as well, you know, and and, and Joe Ellis and all everybody, you know. So when you when you have an owner like Mr. Bowling, who, like I said, was was you know such a a, a huge figurehead and actually walked the premises on a day to day basis. It affected everybody. Right. So, so with that being said, now everything has to be touched upon, you know, going into this new ownership group. Every area of the Broncos have to be looked at and have to be held accountable to the standards that we want to have moving forward. You know, there comes a thing like, like right now we are moving into, even with myself personally, we're moving into the new year Everything has to be evaluated. Everything has to be looked at mm-hmm. and everything has to, to, to be put on this level of right. life that I want to have moving forward. And when you do that, all things in the past have to be left behind yep. and you have to come forward, which is what we have to do with the Broncos. We have to stop living where the Broncos were. You know, we have to stop living it in that day and age, and we have to look at it now. Even Broncos country have to stop doing that. We have to stop stop comparing everything to the two-time, you know, Super Bowls that we won back-to-back in Super Bowl 50, and we have to move forward. We can't keep going back. I hear it all the time. You can't keep keep doing it. Yeah. They they go, you know, back in the day, they would just give Terrell Davis the ball, and I'm like, bro, that's that's Terrell Davis. And and that's and, a different and, breed and of the cat. League is, and the league is not there anymore. You know, no. the league is not where we were. You know, the physicality part of the well, that offensive so line was nasty too. Yeah, so, like, you know, come on. everything is just different. <laughs> everything is just different. Everything was nice. Yeah. So now, so now we have to evaluate for where we are, and and I think new ownership is going to do that. The GM, coach, all of it. We everything is under you know evaluation right now. So, okay. So we know we're going to get new ownership. I give George Payton kind of like a, a B because I'm still mad at him for not taking a quarterback, even though Pat Sertan is just, he, he's going to be with the Broncos 12 years, whatever it is. Like right, he's, he's right. a great talent. There's no doubt. Um, okay. So we're moving over. It's funny. We discussed it before we came on. Um, the Denver Bron- or Adam Schefter came out and said they were thinking about they like Vic Fangio because he's a super nice guy and they would like to keep Vic Fangio. And I think what that did more than anything is that 10,000 seats that are going to be either empty or chief jerseys on on Saturday probably went to 12,000. Right. Like, well, well, it's not going to fly with Broncos country at all. Well, here's the thing with that, man. You got to think about what we just alluded to. What we just alluded to with new ownership and all of that. The last thing you want to do right now is fire Vic Fangio. I'm just going to be real about it. And and Broncos country don't want to hear it, but I'm just going to be honest. From a business standpoint, the last thing you want to do right now is fire Vic Fangio because then you got to hire somebody, right? And if you hire somebody and you bring in this new owner and you just gave a new coach a four or five year deal or whatever, you got to let that new owner do that. So but what if it's well, too late? What if it's too might, late? But at this point, if you fire Vic Fangio, 
then the new owner is going to be stuck with a coach that he didn't necessarily, that he didn't hire, and that who knows, he may not even agree with. Do you so, think Joe Ellis said that because um, everyone's saying it's George Payton? Fangio only so. has one more year. Fangio has one more year on his contract. Right. So <sighs> you would rather just keep him in place, to be honest, until the new ownership. Comes. What's your I mean, personal feeling almost, on this one? My, not my, take it out of the business. Just yeah, my personal feeling, taking it out of the business. I I I'm not opposed to it. I mean. If you look at what Fangio did and, and some of the mistakes he's made as far as with, you know, time. Like he keeps and, doing and it all like the time. That. He like throwing the flag when the, you yeah, know, just, but, like, but here's the thing. Get, you know, if you get a new coordinator, you know, offensive coordinator, which is what we desperately need. That yeah. is, we need that more than a new head coach. I will definitely say that. Now, sure. do we need a new head coach? I, I, I don't think that Fangio is the right head coach for a future ever, but right. You Let know, me ask for, for right now, if 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 I had to get a new head coach before the owner came, I definitely wouldn't be given a long term deal or anything like that because okay. ownership is going to have, you know, want to have something to do with that. So I would just say this. If you're we right, do fire, you know, what I'm saying if we do right. fire Fangio and all of that. Then if you get a head coach, you're only going to give him a couple of year deal. How many head coaches are going to want to take a two year deal or something like that? You know, uh, no nobody one. that's really hot in the market. Uh, that's for exactly. sure. Let's just say. Exactly. So, okay. Cause so it's I think be difficult. I think you're hundred percent right on the business side. I do. Right. Um, but okay. You're you're <sighs> Fangio's going to lose his 30th game more than likely. Probably I think he's so. three and 15 or something that's like tough. that in the division. Not good. Uh, not good. No, like we're we're talking. I'm just going to be honest here. I liked Vance Joseph. Did I think Vance Joseph was like saddled with a bunch of garbage? Yeah, I don't think he got a fair shake. But Vic Fangio's got a way fairer shake than Vance Joseph. For did. sure. Both equally sure. bad if we're like just looking at the numbers and everything sure. like that. So sure. I want to. I also I want to go some more hypotheticals with you before we get into that San Diego game and the Chiefs game coming up. So. Let's assume the Broncos are going to get a new coach. Let's say that they just decide to do it. I have a list here of guys, and I want you to give me your uh, your thoughts on them. And actually, these are these are six guys that I would be happy with okay. if the Broncos hired him. My number one guy that I love is Todd Bowles. Would the Broncos bring in another defensive coach? I I, I say no. I don't okay. think so. No. What's your thoughts on him? Do you think he's a good coach? I mean, I, I like Todd Bowles. I, I think he's a good coach. I think he. I do. I think he's necessarily the man for the job in Denver. I don't. I nah. I don't think so. I I really feel that Denver needs a fresh offensive-minded coach. We've tried, you know, the defensive-minded coaches, you know, two times in a row. Yeah. I think defensively, we would be fine just getting a great defensive coordinator. Offensively, I think I think that's where we need to go. I think okay, I have three of those offensive guy. I have three of those. Let me let me get through my other defensive guy, Dan Quinn. 
What he's done in Dallas is, is he a good head coach or like just an amazing coordinator like Vic Fangio and maybe not that great of a head coach? And see, that's why I I was about to say that. I was really about to lean just where you went. I'm I'm almost to the mindset that Dan Quinn, from what he did in Seattle, what he did in Atlanta, for what he did now in Dallas, I'm I'm almost he's good. I'm almost leaning that he's just a good defensive coordinator. Oh, that's and, possible. And, and as a head coach, not so much. You know, I'm thinking defensive <laughs> coordinators where he's fit to be. He's and maybe Kyle Shanahan made him look good for a while. Yeah, though. I think maybe. He's, and then Kyle Shanahan blew it, you know, <laughs> when, they, when they was up. That was a great he did day his job. for me. He did his job all the way to halftime. And if he would just completed halftime, who knows? But at the end of the day, right, right now, I just think for Dan Quinn, I think maybe he's just fit to be the highest paid defensive coordinator in the league. That the league All right. Has ever seen. Here's my, here's my wild card. This just came up. Jim Harbaugh. He's up for contract negotiations and nah, uh, no bueno not, on that. No bueno. Okay. Just here's because I, Just because I used to play against him when he was in Chicago and I separated his shoulder. Did you really? I, yeah, I actually did. <laughs> 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 no, I really don't have nothing to do with me. I just, I don't know. I, 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 I think, I would rather see somebody fresh. Okay. I'm good. I have three good offensive. I'm going to, I'm going to list them in order of what I like. Okay. And then you can tell me if I'm wrong. There's three of them. Byron, Byron left, which I really love. And I don't really hear him talked about much as a head coach, but I thought what he did before Tom Brady got there was Mm -hmm. great. And then now he's been with the goat for a couple of years. That's good. Here's my other one. Eric B. Enemy, CU guy, local boy. I've always had uh, uh, a fond uh, thoughts of Eric B. Enemy. And then the third one's Kellen Moore. Um, he was hot early on in the season. They're not really talking about him much right now. But you know, when they if the Dallas does well in the playoffs, then that's going to be he's going to he's he's going to be one of the top candidates anyway. Out of those yeah. three, what do you like? Um, out of those three, I I, I mean. I don't know, Steve. I think I probably like Leftwich better. I, okay. I like what he's done. I, I like who he is as the guy. I know him personally. Yeah. I, I, I know what he stands for. And I know that he could also be a guy that if new ownership comes in and they bring Peyton in, he would definitely work well with Peyton. And, and they would definitely, you know, have a, uh, and, and he would definitely come up with a quarterback. I yeah, mean, you, you know, he, he. You look at what he did with Jamison. If Jamison didn't throw so many interceptions, Jamison was still a great quarterback, five thousand plus yards, and down mm-hmm. what he's doing with Tom. I mean, and that's where we lack. You know, uh, if, if you want to say where are we lacking the most as far as position wise as quarterback. So, with that being said, I I, I, w- I would like Leftwich out of out of those candidates. Now, I, I mean, let's just be. Frank and fair, you know, I call it straight with no chaser. Does the Broncos want to hire another African-American as a head coach? I don't know. I mean, is that, you know, do we want that? Do the Broncos want that? That's where new ownership comes in. You know, that's where new ownership comes in. So I, I don't know that answer, depending upon who we get as a new owner. But that is that is definitely something to ask. Yourself. And that's a huge factor, right? And like, it is hey, a huge factor. I don't okay. care what anybody says. You, you, you know, if, if you say anything other than that, you're lying to yourself. Speak reality to yourself. You have to see if 
after Vance Joseph, you know, we tried one African-American coach. It didn't work out. Is that a stain? You know, is that a stain for the next guy? I don't know. I don't, know. I don't think so. Cause you know, Big Fangio's been bad too, and they they'll probably hire another white guy down the there road sometime. And, and they've hired plenty, but we, <laughs> we just have to call it what it is. You know, we yeah. have to call it what it is. That's but, true. Uh, I didn't even think about it that way, but yeah, yeah, you know, you're probably right. So, if if you had your druthers and you you could pick the exact coach, even if he's coaching for a team right now, the guy that you think could lead a Bronco team back to where it is, you know. Who would that guy be? Who I mean, I, I, I'm going to be honest. I, I, I like Baron Leffler. That was going to be, I was, I mean, it was crazy that you came up with, you know, that was, that's my choice. I like, I like Leffler. Like I said, Dude, I've loved him since he played at friggin' Marshall. He's yeah. Like, I'm like, I know him personally. And, and he's, 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 he's one of those guys that has fiber, that has real fiber from playing, from, from coaching. And you know, he's doing it. You know, yeah. that's that's the thing I like about it. I know that he is breaking out the X's and O's and I know he knows what he's doing. And and he's one of those hard, you know, going to Marshall. He's one of those hardworking guys. You know, Remember he, when they were carrying him down the field so he could get to the snap? Yeah. Yeah. That guy's yeah, tough. He's, he's tough, man. He's tough minded. Nothing was has ever is he been a cooler guy in real life. Is uh, and, he, and I was about to say that that's what I'm about to allude to as well is that he's a player's guy. Like, I'm not saying he's a player's coach, I'm saying he's a player's guy, meaning he's relatable. Yeah, he can relate to, to this age player, and that's the part I think Fangio is having a problem with. I mean, I, I let's just call it what it is. Angelo's an old ass, he's old. <laughs> He's old, 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 and all. And he's in old in every way you can be old. That's, that's what I was the about problem. to say. He's old in every way you can be old. And and for this new age group that that is working now on this field, the Pat Sertains of the world, and and the Antonio Bryant's of the world, and all that stuff, man, you you need a guy who's relatable. You need a guy who can relate to these players. You know, and and that's that's just straight with no chase. You cannot bring one another old guy, you know, in here with with these you know death by inches and all of that shit. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. You gotta you gotta bring a guy who's relatable and who can understand this social media age player. You know, just this, you know this brand age player. Bronco, do you know what Broncos country wants? What's that? They want wins. Exactly. We want wins. We want to go to the playoffs. We want to be relevant. We don't want to watch the Chargers and the Raiders freaking playing for a playoff spot that should be ours. BS. BS. All right. I I, I I like your Byron Leftwich thing. I'm gonna. I'm gonna maybe like. Should I start a website? (laughs) We want Byron. We want Byron website. Would you sign up next to me on there, Ray? I'm going to do it. I'm going to put a bunch of pictures of Byron Leftwich, and I'm going (laughs) to I'm going to start that campaign because he needs an interview here. I think he's I think he would be the perfect man because I think what you said about him being strong-willed, hard worker, he's got the play. I mean, everything I would be looking for in a head coach, I think he embodies. That's my yeah, for sure. So for sure. Anyway. Moving on to the, I guess we have to talk about what happened on Sunday against the Chargers. Yes, the Broncos. Do we have to? Broncos were beat up a little bit. I got to be honest with you, Ray. 
I know these are alphas and I know these guys have pride. I know all of that. I understand it. I just look like the wind been taken out of their sails. That's that. That's what I saw. I'm not saying they yeah. weren't trying hard or like anything like that. I would never put that on them. I just know sometimes when I'm doing a job, if I my heart's not in it and I know it's just hard. It's just harder to get up. I don't care. I, I don't care how, how bad you try to fake it. It's, it's going to be tough. And, and I said this to Broncos country after the third quarter, I stopped watching. I mean, my eyes just can't take bad football. And it was a bunch of bad football going on just across the board. And, and yes, these, these players have pride and all of that stuff, but they're human. Yeah. They're human. And at the end of the day, when you're not, you know, it comes to a point you're not playing for anything. I'm going to tell you right now, there will be some U-Haul trucks at Bronco Stadium <laughs> that the players will be driving. They may and be power Ferraris. will be filled with a look, bunch of U-Hauls. There, there may be Ferraris and there may be Rolls Royces and all that. That's what they look like on the outside, but on the inside, they are U-Hauls. Well, <laughs> you don't know it, but they are U-Hauls. <laughs> Those players are packed up. And ready do you know who had U-Hauls last week, Ray? Who's that? The offensive line. For sure. It looks like <laughs> it was, yeah, it that was like the saddest it. part because like Drew Locke, yeah, they were they didn't play too bad. Anybody. No, they 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 looked like they packed it in. They they didn't look like they were well, well look, they weren't ferocious at all. <laughs> no, so, they were not ferocious, yeah. and it was kind of sad to see. And like I said, I I mean do I like it? No. Do I get it? Yes. Do I think it's what it should happen? No, I don't. And, I don't. And, and I, here's I, the thing. And here's the thing. I mean, uh, once again, you got to bring, you got to give it to a straight with no chaser. Those players are, are, are multi-million dollar players and they should be playing for it and all of that stuff. But at the end of the day, just put yourself on your job and in that situation. If they give you a, a 10 page report project or whatever, and they tell you, hey, it's not gonna affect your check or anything, I need this paper done. Are you gonna come out with an A plus paper? Or are you No, I'm just doing it? a paper. You just doing it. You just doing I might look for one on the internet. You just doing a paper. So <laughs> so that's kind of what these players are, you know. <laughs> Health-wise, you want to get out of the game healthy. It's not gonna. It's not gonna affect your check. It's not gonna affect your season. It's not gonna affect your record. You're not making it to the playoffs. So, are you gonna give me a plus a plus football effort? Uh, probably not. I don't know. Even if you want to, probably not though. Probably not. So well, let's just call it what it is. So they ended up losing that game and that gave uh man, I couldn't believe the Raiders beat the Colts either. That kind of blew me away. I told you, I told that you hurt that me on my pitch. on my parlor. Yeah. You did tell me. You did I tell me. And tricky. I didn't listen yeah. to you. It was <laughs> I was not smart. So this yeah. weekend yeah. uh the Chargers and the Raiders are playing for a spot and uh so it comes down <sighs> The NFL didn't do the Chiefs any favors by flexing this game to Saturday because right. the Chiefs have to actually play their guys. They have to they have to win this game. They're shooting for that top seed. Obviously, they're in the right. playoffs. Right. But they want to have a chance at that top seed and the other teams play on Sunday. So the Denver Broncos, there's a lot of guys out. I mean, um, and so I guess Vic Fangio said, we're going to try to win this eighth game 
everybody's going to play even Bradley Chubb, Cortland Sutton, guys. You know, Bradley Chubb, man. Well, of course, he's gonna, he wants to win the eight game because he don't want to finish with a losing record. It's and kinda, he wants look, to beat the Chiefs. This is, let me tell you, this is in a so, so familiar spot as to where we were when I signed with the Broncos, Wade Phillips. We were seven and eight going into that last game. And if Wade Phillips finished with an eight and eight season, possibly he was going to be kept. Yeah, And this is, I promise you, on everything that I love, giving it to Broncos fans straight with no chaser. Charlie Waters was a horrible defensive coordinator. Couldn't stand the guy. I mean, as a person, good guy, whatever, just couldn't coach. He just wasn't a good coach. And just all in all, we knew that if we lost that game, Wade would finish seven and nine. He was going to get fired. And, and everybody, we already knew Shanahan was on the list as the guy that was coming in. Yeah. So that was that's the only game I ever U-hauled in my life. I would be honest to tell Broncos country, I U-hauled that game. I drove my Ferrari and U-hauled that game. <laughs> well, I mean, Vic Fangio thinks. And, and we he... U-hauled that game as a team. <laughs> Were you all in one big U-Haul? Yes. <laughs> and, and it was a plan to U-Haul. We had all came together and was like, hey. You had valets for your U-Haul. Y'all know we losing this game. Y'all know we losing this game. Y'all know we losing this game. Losing this game. <laughs> so it was to a man. It was a U-Haul the game. That's the first that's, time that's, and only time. That's the fear of Broncos country. Yeah. I don't think it's the eighth win. That would help him. I think if he breaks the streak against losing to the Chiefs when they need to win it, that well, actually the whole that, thing would help him. The eighth win would help oh. him. Winning, you know, against the Chiefs would help him. All of that would help him. So, with that being said, I'm not sure what the play. It depends on how the players feel about him. I don't know. Well, all these young players are playing too, yeah. so they're they're going to go yeah. out there with their hair on fire, man. They're going to go out there playing hard. Yeah, yeah. and you know what. I would like to see them play a good game against the Chiefs. Do I would I put any money on the Broncos winning this game? Absolutely not. But would I like to see the Broncos out there making the Chiefs work for it for four quarters? Yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah. So and, here's the question. And, and it'd be good, and it'd be good for some guys, you know, to get some playing time. And, and this is one of those games that you want to see what your roster is made of. Like, sure. we know what the guys who've played set 16 games, 17 games, we know what they look like. But some of these younger guys on the roster, we need to see them. We need to see what they're made of. You know what I'm saying? So this is one of those, let's see what the roster looks like games. You know what I'm saying? Let's see what our depth is. Let's see what these younger guys who haven't played, what are they willing to do? And so this is a good game for that. We know that Drew Locke wants to have a good game against them too, because we don't know what the future of Locke is. So Kareem Jackson's out. There's a couple of young safeties on the roster that yeah, have actually Stern been playing well. Yeah, yeah. So like yeah. they're gonna get their chance. Uh Dalton Reisner's gonna be out. Kareem, Sertan, Teddy, and then uh probably Darby. And so like what's your thoughts on like sitting uh Javante Williams and just letting Melvin Gordon get all the carries this weekend because He's done. Like we, uh, he's going to be the bell cow next year. We want Javante. I want Javante Williams healthy for next yeah, you want year. That's healthy. what I want. And, that, and that's a possibility. And that's what you have to look at. You know, you have to look at, you know, do you risk Javante Williams, which you already know what he's about. We, yeah. There's no he's doubt proved everything. 
Yeah, he's proved everything that he needs to prove. So I would, I would, I would rest him. I would sit him and 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 look forward to a, a healthy guy. And and you know, like I said, this is where the business part comes in. What about Chubb? He's not, he's not making a lot of money. No, you know? so so we he got him know. like three more years for nothing. Yeah, so play, so play Melvin Gordon. Play, give him all the carries and see see what how bad you know he wants to be a Bronco. See what he does uh, with Chubbs. Quite frankly, I would play Chubbs. Chubbs had. I want to see him too. I'm with you. Yeah, on that. you want to you want to see it, it, what kind of guy is you yeah. know what kind of man is he? this is for Chubbs. This is what kind of man are you? You know, are you a guy that's going to go out there and play? Because I don't know. I mean, you've been hurt so much, and and and, and you haven't put out. You know, as far as and they only have one year left on him. They had picked exactly. up that fifth year option. Exactly. What so about Cortland, the guy who paid the we paid a lot of money to? Like I we, play all those guys, man. It was funny. I was listening to somebody talk about this, and I was like, "Why doesn't Drew Locke just throw fades to Patrick and Sutton all game? They're not going to get hurt like that. They're going to be on the sidelines. You know what I mean? They're not going across yeah. the middle to get a big hit. That's not right, the worst right. idea in the world, right? Okay. I mean, it's a 50-50 ball, so no, not the worst. I mean, we, we haven't done well anyway, so it's like, I mean, we were one for 10 a couple of weeks ago on third down, so hell, it can't get worse. Counter so. with uh, w- with Melvin Gordon and throw fades. Right. <laughs> and then send the young guys across the middle. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> and you know what? As funny as that sounds, sometimes that looks like what Sharma does in his game plan. <laughs> Are you saying I could be an offensive coordinator? <laughs> yeah, uh, on, on Sharma's caliber. <laughs> I would be calling you during the game. I'd be like, Ray, what should I call here? Hurry up, man. Oh, I only got like funny. 19 seconds left. That's well, okay. so I guess to, to wrap up this one, uh, Broncos, Chiefs, Chiefs have everything to play for. The Broncos don't have much to play for, but pride. Vic Fangio has a lot riding on this game, theoretically. Um, What are your thoughts? How's this going to work out? I mean, Chiefs going to win. How bad do you think? Do you think our Denver Broncos are going to put up a fight? I think I think they're going to put up a fight simply because there's going to be players like we just said that that are going to be super super excited to play. At yeah. home, the last game in front of their mom and them. That's the best yes. part about this. Some of these players hadn't got to play in front of their mom and them, and they're gonna get to play. So they're gonna play hard. And and you're playing, like I said, it's something about playing at home that that does something to you anyway. Yeah. So yeah. So you coming don't out wanna... the tunnel and all of us cheering for you, bud. Yeah. Yeah. Come on so, now, you know, we you, want you this. Gonna, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna play hard, but I, I think the Chiefs are gonna win this game. I mean, quite frankly, we we're just if you just look at the talent level yeah. on both sides <laughs> with, with Sertan and all those guys that are out. We are not in any way, shape or form close to putting out the same type of talent on both sides of the ball. If I'm one of them young safeties, the only thing I'm looking for that whole day is to try to put a hit on him. <laughs> That could that could possibly be true. That could possibly be true. Or trying to make a play, and that could be well. You know, okay, it goes they can play ways. after you miss the hit. But see, it goes both ways. Like some of these young players can be trying to make a play so bad that they don't true. make normal plays. You know, because you want to make splash plays. Everybody wants an interception and all that stuff. So it just depends, man. But I I just wholeheartedly I'm I just call it how my heart feels it right now. 
I mean, the Broncos are not going to win the game. There's so much other stuff that's going on right now with, with Shermer knowing he's going to be fired. Special teams coach probably knowing he's going to be fired. Yep. You know, it, it, I mean, just put it all in all the whole. It's a shit show for the Broncos. Yeah. And hey, honest, that was you know, a nice you know, bow you just did. Yeah. And it is. It's coming in, it, you know, so. It's a shit show for sure. So we're going to wrap up the season next week. We'll talk about it. Maybe Vic will be the coach. Maybe he won't be. Um, We can talk about some cool uh, playoff matchups and all that. But hey, Ray, man, good stuff. Like always. Before we end, before we end, man, you know, I I have to uh, give a a condolences to Greg Robinson and your wife, kids that I know very well. Mm Mm-hmm. And Greg was my guy, man. You know, he's one of those guys. Call, say what you want, say what you will about him. He was a defensive coordinator on two-time Super Bowl champion back-to-back. And in those years, we finished in the top five three times defensively with with Greg Robinson, you know, heading the the charge there. And one thing I will say about Greg, man, that, that I loved about him was this. His X's and O's sometimes would, would, would baffle you or confuse you as a player. But what he did do, he allowed you to be you. He he actually came in and would give us the game plan. And after Wednesday, we would come back in and, and to a man, he want to know, are, are we good? You right. Know, he, wasn't, he wasn't one of those coaches who just gave his game plan and and do it or don't do it. No, he, he came in and we worked as a team top to bottom. I'm talking about players and coach together. And that's why we were successful and had a lot of fun doing it. And man, for, for him, you know, to pass away on my birthday, you know, yeah. which was a downer for me, you know, he was a good friend of mine. He, you know, we became friends. I actually went to the chiefs because of Greg Robinson. He was a defensive coordinator when, the, you know, when I went to the chiefs, that was probably the only reason why, and I'm saying it's Broncos country for real. That was probably the only reason why, you know, I went to the Chiefs was because of Greg Robinson. He, I, I knew, you know, that he respected me and he was going to treat me right and, and treat me fair and pay me fair and all of that stuff. So for him passing away, man, it's, it was tough, you know, because it happened so fast, man. That yeah. dementia, you know, the same thing that happened to Mr. Bowling happened to Greg. You know, dementia came on him and, and all of a sudden, he was, you know, he was out of there, which, you know, it's crazy. one of the worst. I went through it with my mama. So yeah, like, man, yeah, it, it's, it's the tough, worst. Man. Dude, yeah. yeah. Dementia, man. We, you know, when you're talking about mental health and things of that nature, it's something that I have to think about, you know, because I, I'm going to be quite, you know, frank with, with you in Broncos country. My memory, you know, isn't what it used to be. Right. You know, so when I was around Mr. Bowling, who was near and dear to me, you know, and I saw what happened to him and Greg Robinson. I saw, you know, you, you start to wonder, you know, you start it's to, scary. Yeah. You, it, it scares you. So I'm just going to say this Broncos country, you know, if any, anybody out there that's dealing with, you know, mental health and, and, and anything with that, do something, yes. do something about it. Go be proactive. Don't let it beat you down, you know, and don't, don't let it, yeah, and don't let my, it get worse, man. Try yeah, it's kind of what my book is about. It's what my book is about. This is exactly what it's about. Is is when when with your mental health and things of that nature, bump and run. Go get up close and personal and and direct this thing as best you can 
to to make you better and to help you feel better. Do something about it. So uh, rest in peace, Gr. You know. Yep. And, and my condolences out to the family, man. He was a great, you know, he was a great guy and a good dude. And he did well by Broncos country. Back to back. Amen without, to that. Without him, it wouldn't happen. Without him, it would not happen. No, I'm with you 100%. Uh, condolences and prayers go out to Greg Robinson's family. And, yes, I have fond memories of him as well, obviously. I didn't know him personally. But, yeah, great way to wrap up the show, Ray. Thank you for that. There Good we go. stuff. There we go, go get no Ray's doubt. book, Bump and Run. Read yes, it. sir. Yes, sir. Get it and on I Amazon. I think I've talked them into doing the Audible, so we hopefully <laughs> that'll be coming someday, right? In, in, in Broncos country, February 24th, I will be back in Denver. I will be at the mayor's residence, and I'm doing a, a book signing, and it's starting off my book tour as well. So put that date down, Broncos country, February 24th. Ray Crockett will be back with his book, Bump and Run, at the mayor's residence for a two-hour book signing. And actually, um, let me let me get let me get this. I want to make sure I, I, I hit the points so that uh, Broncos country is ready for it. And and I, of course, you know, we'll we'll say something uh, here again coming up soon. But you'll know you'll you know think the, you, uh, you sign my book, you sign a book for me, right? Of course, of course. Right, and I was right. gonna say that for Broncos country as well, that anybody that purchased the book or whatever, you know, can bring it at that time and I and I will autograph it for you. And I my good friend, uh, this is what I'm trying to get to, my good friend uh Justin Adams, who is your CBS News 4 anchor, yeah, he is actually going to be moderating that that book signing. And and he he'll be interviewing me during that time. So come out and see myself, Justin Adams, Mayor Matt, you know Mayor Hancock, and 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 let's have some fun. February twenty fourth. Put it down, Broncos country. I'll be there. Put it down, and I am gonna make sure I I get people out there for that. So good stuff, uh, Ray. Thank you again. We're gonna talk to you again. We're not done yet. We're not done, not yet. done yet. But we're not gonna second. get back together again. Good stuff, Ray. Thank you for your time, and I'll talk to you next week, buddy. Yes, sir. All right, Broncos country. One more to go. Show up if you're going to the game. Don't quit on them. Go ahead and show up and support your Broncos. Amen to that, man. For listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.